This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome to episode 83 of the How She Did That podcast. Today, we are talking about getting unstuck in your business and what to do when you start feeling like you're not loving your business or what you're doing as much as you once did. When it comes to virtual assistants or the online business space in general, it can be such an easy trap to fall into over time. As humans, we're constantly evolving, so it's only natural that our businesses should also evolve along with us. Luckily, there is a solution, so be sure to give today's episode a listen if you are someone who is currently in need of getting unstuck in your business. Joining us today all the way from New Zealand to help us get unstuck is entrepreneur, author, speaker, and host of the Untapped podcast, Natalie Sassong. Her area of expertise is all about teaching you how to get paid to be you. Um, yeah, sign me up for that, please. (laughs) She has a huge following. It is such an incredible example of someone who literally has done all the things and found what lights her up. So join me as we hone in on Natalie's insight into transitioning your brand without crashing and burning, tapping into your potential and getting paid to do what you know, love and do best. So let's go ask Natalie how she got unstuck. Hey, Natalie, thank you so much for being here. I'm so thrilled. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Where do I start? All right. So I'm Natalie Sisson. (laughs) I live in New Zealand, hence the accent. And I essentially help people get paid to be them. So I get them to understand how they can monetize their skills, their knowledge, um, what they love doing, what people will pay them for and what's meaningful to them. So basically all about how do you get paid to be you and tap into your potential. Oh, I love that so much. I love how you how you say it about being getting paid to be you. I think in the virtual support space, so many times I see virtual assistants or online business managers who think that they have to offer a specific service, even though they hate it, because it's the hot new thing or something, you know, instead of just like showing up and doing what they love doing. So I love that you're, that you're spreading more of that into the world. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today we're talking about getting unstuck in your business and, and kind of transitioning when you when you're starting to feel like you're not loving your business or what you're doing as much as you did before can you tell us was there a certain time in your business when you were feeling stuck uh and and how you transitioned out of that stuck period yeah i'd love to because it's been quite a journey and i feel like i've just come out the other end so for around eight to nine years i was known as the suitcase entrepreneur that was my brand that was my business i helped location independence basically start their travel journey and build an online business so that they could travel, live around the world, have all the freedom. And it was something I lived and breathed. I was traveling for six and a half years of that myself, living out of a suitcase. So couldn't kind of live and breathe it more. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then there's a certain point where if you speak to enough digital nomads, 
they're kind of like, you know, I'm, whew, I've done a lot of travel, feeling like I might want to just have a little <laughs> base or have a you know place to launch myself from, settle down a little, maybe not travel quite so crazily. I mean, I had literally no base and I would bounce from city to city and country to country every couple of days or weeks. So looking back, I'm like, how did I do that for so long? But I loved it. My business was really successful as a result. And when I moved back to New Zealand in 2016, 17, I was finally ready to just kind of be back in my homeland. I'd been away for 10 years and I wanted to settle down with roots and get my dogs and be with my partner and buy a dream property. And it didn't feel at that point, Tash, that I was like, I could honestly turn up and be the authentic suitcase entrepreneur because one, I, I wasn't traveling all the time. I still traveled, but nowhere near the same. Two, I wasn't on the road anymore. I was actually seeking out a different lifestyle. And it was really tough actually because I built so much of my identity around that brand without really realizing how tied to it I'd become. You know, people would say, you're the suitcase entrepreneur rather than, oh, you're Natalie Sisson. And so I thought the difficult thing was how do I not give away all the credibility and all the great content and all the products and services that I've built up over this time just because I'm transitioning into being me. And that was the, the decision that I made was just how do I be Natalie Sisson? And what does she have to offer now that she's not this kind of alter ego, the suitcase entrepreneur? And I think it was just, um, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty tough because you have to almost let go of everything that you think you know about yourself and rebuild without losing the things that make you uniquely you, which is why I'm so passionate about Get Paid to Be You and understanding who you is and how you can show up and serve others in this world and how you can do that in a way that only you can. Yeah, it was a pretty long transition of doing a lot of reflection, doing a lot of remembering of what things that made me happy, the things that maybe I could let go, and also giving myself space and opportunity to go, what if, and reimagine mm -hmm. what's possible now. I love that. And I love that you brought up your fears around that because I was going to say, like, I think a lot of people stay in the stuck because number one, it feels safe, right? No, it's something that they've always known. Number two, we're afraid of starting over. And then number three, we're afraid of other people's judgments and fear of like, you know, seeming flaky. I know that for me, because I've had like 2,700 careers, like people always, <laughs> they always joke, they're like, wait, you did what too? You know, like I've done a lot of different things. And so it's always been just like, oh, a natural progression for me. Um, and I, I understand that everything that I've done prior to where I am right now is still what, what I can do right now has been leading up to everything that I've learned over the years, right. From everything else that I've done. But I think it, it's really scary for people. So how did you kind of wrestle with, you know, the starting over, like you talked about, and also did you, were you fearful of people's judgments in terms of, of moving and transitioning into a different, you know, different Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And it's, it's really nice to be sort of two and a half years down the track from that process and have people telling me often how well they thought I handled that. Like to some people, it was just seamless. It was like, oh, you were just being you and you stopped traveling and then you went into this thing. And it was still to them, it was a continuation of still turning up and delivering content. You know, I changed my podcast name, but I was still podcasting. I was still blogging. I was still emailing. I was still teaching. I was still sharing. But to me, it felt like the biggest 180 degree flip in my life. Like it wow. literally felt like leaving behind former Natalie and trying to embrace the new. And I think all I did was communicate it really well. Like I just kept turning up and being really transparent about what I was going through, how I was making the transition, what I was trying to figure out. And I also had to really reach deep into my own tools that I teach people and apply them to myself, which is ironic, isn't it? As a course creator, <laughs> it's like, oh, 
teach what you know, you know, like you have to apply your teachings to yourself. The other thing that was interesting is realizing that you really should never tie your ego or identity to something that isn't necessarily fully within your control. Like I had to dig deep into who am I and what have I brought to this? That is a, the business and the name and the brand for sure that has become me, but I didn't need to necessarily let it become me. I just fully embraced it and went all in, but I could have still had that business and I do still have it. It still sits there as a brand and it's great traffic, et cetera. I just needed to detach myself from that and go, no, hang on a minute. You're the person here, Natalie Sisson. And who do you want to be? And what do you want to step into? And the other thing that was really interesting in that time is, was just, it's like breaking up in a relationship, you know, like just processing that and letting it go. Mm-hmm. I gave myself time to wallow and cry and, and appreciate and reflect and go, oh, you know, just, I think you need to give yourself that time and space. So many people switch and transition and just think that they can do it like that. And they don't give them time to detach and process and um, appreciate and reflect and be grateful for that. So I I gave myself a three-month business sabbatical, to be honest. Um, I was going to give it 12 months, but I was raring to go at three months. But I think even just during that time, I just let myself be and learned things and and upskilled and released and tidied things up and sat with it um, so that it was easier. I'm not going to say it was really easy, but it was easier then to go, okay, what's the next stage? What's brand Natalie Sisson going to do? And the biggest thing, Tash, that came out of it is that people said they could actually resonate with me more when I wasn't the suitcase entrepreneur because now I wasn't this crazy traveling woman living out of a suitcase with no fixed abode. You know, even though they appreciated that, they were living vicariously through that version of me if they weren't interested in being a digital nomad. Whereas now that I was me and I had a house and I had partners and it was still about building a business that you love and having that freedom, they were like, I can resonate with you now because you feel more real to me. Not that I wasn't real, but you know what I mean? Right. So right. sometimes there's, there's beautiful silver linings that come out of something, even though it feels scary to you, it's actually a really great move that you can make. And it's all about like growing up and reinventing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that everybody understands like, us not being the same person that we were before, right? And the, the evolution of yourself and, and your brand. There are a few things that I really loved about what you were saying. Number one was the consistency, even during the change. So like you were talking about how you had a podcast and you still have the podcast, but you just changed the name of it, right? So looking mm-hmm. at the things that still bring you joy and that you still wanted to do, and that there was some consistency even for your audience and for your ideal client, even as you were, you were shifting and changing. And then also communicating. I think that we forget sometimes that people want to see that journey and they appreciate the humanity of figuring it out and and coming to them and being honest and like, I don't have it all figured out, but this is the part that I do have figured out and, you know, just being honest in that moment. So I love that. I love both of those things. (laughs) So what has, can you tell us some of the other like highlights of now that you're kind of on the other side of it, what sparks joy and what is just like, oh, I'm so glad that I'm here now. Like any, anything like that? Yeah, I think it's just been able to step into um, some of those things that I always wanted to, but maybe were a little bit restricted in, in the business that I had, because there is a lot to be um, said for focusing in on a niche. And at the time it was, as I said, digital nomads or location independence or whatever you want to call them. And it felt very like, fun and young and it was based around travel and your business. And now I feel like I've been able to really focus more on building a successful business and what that takes around the mindset and also the person that you need to be. And it's allowed me to grow up in some places and allowed me to sort of spread my wings further in directions and talk about more topics that are relatable than that area. 
that for me as a leading learner, which is somebody who I think is always just a couple of steps ahead of the other person, teaching and sharing mm. what they know, um, has allowed me to just learn a lot more new skills and have a lot more understanding of what it takes. And then to be able to apply that to not necessarily a broader audience, but but me be more relatable to people has meant that I've attracted more people in. And it sparked joy in lots of different new courses and different ways of running that and sharing that knowledge. Whereas before it was maybe a little bit more restricted and niche. And I think there's benefits to both, right? Mm -hmm. And now, as I was mentioning to you before we started this, I'm transitioning more into helping women entrepreneurs specifically. And it's been something probably for about five or six years, people have always said, oh, why don't you just cater to women? And I've always been like, well, I'm a pretty inclusive person. Like I don't feel people should miss out on building the business they love because they're not a woman. Mm -hmm. But the more that I've seen the makeup of my audience, and especially as I transition, I just generally attracted more people in my age group who were women. And it's really lovely to be able to pivot in the last sort of year or so and really aim more towards that with my offerings, with my messaging, with my content, with my guests on my show, with how I turn up and what I do. So I feel like I've created a whole new sweet spot, so to speak, because I really, really know that when you help one woman or even a girl in a community, she goes on to help so many more. And for me, that's like, how do I amplify what I'm doing? So I'm thinking longer term now about the scale and reach of how can I start here, but have a ripple effect out to women who can do the same for others. That's been really exciting and something that I hadn't necessarily foreseen. Or maybe I've had it in the back of my mind for a long, long time, but I finally acted on it. It feels really, really good. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love the ripple. You're so right about the ripple effect. Like there is so, so much power in what we're doing and also how we can impact and how everyone can impact communities and change, you know, with just one person. So I love that. Um, I would love to know as we're getting ready to close, if somebody's listening right now and they are just like, you know what, I've been feeling this kind of like, tinge of unhappiness or stuckness in my business and I know that there's a pivot like what would be your one piece of advice for them as they're starting to think about what the other possibilities are for them yeah I think there's a lot to be said by looking back to your, um, what brought you joy when you're a child and this may sound really strange but like what were the things as you were growing up that you genuinely had a real desire for love to learn about activities you like to do people you like to meet things you like to read because i I'm a huge fan of going back to us at our core roots, like when we sort of were put out there and things that used to excite us, intrigue us, going back to that. Sometimes we can lose sight of that when we're being adults, you know, and we get caught in the busy work or doing the doing or doing what other people think we should be doing or what we think that they want us to do. And so for me, when I wasn't having even that business sabbatical, but you can do it just in the evening or on a weekend is I love drawing up a list of all the things that you love doing, like I'm talking about all the hobbies, the the work, everything, all the things that you're good at, that people say you're good at, that you know you're good at. And then all the things, as I said before, that are meaningful to you. So what are the causes that are dear to your heart? Or what are the things that kind of rack you up and make you passionate? And final one is what do you just dislike doing beyond Mm -hmm. anything? Because I think that's (laughs) something that a lot of people overlook or they keep doing it even though they hate it. And you basically draw up the four columns on those things. And within that, you'll see a little bit of a pattern and trend emerging, which I call your sweet spot. It's not a term that I created, but it's that intersection between what you like doing or love doing, what you're good at or great at, what's meaningful to you and what people will pay you for as well. Um, And I just think it's really good to revisit that regularly. Like I'm even talking each quarter mm-hmm. because as an entrepreneur, as I mean, business, you should constantly be evolving. And that's the one thing I think I realized with that transition is 
constantly reinventing yourself, making sure you're current ahead of trends, knowing where you want to be in the future. Who do you need to become in order to be able to serve at that level? So I think it's a really good exercise to do a couple of times a year and just check in. Like, am I doing this? Am I doing the things I love? Am I doing the things I'm good at? Or have I gone back into people-pleasing mode or doing what feels right because it's hot and trendy? I love that. And I actually teach that with a lot of my students as well. And I think of it as three circles um, in terms of like, what are people consistently asking you for? or What are they hiring you for? What do you love to do? And what do you feel really good at? Right. And then that's, that's the sweet spot in the middle when you find that. And it's so, I, I think I'm actually going to do this exercise more regularly and quarterly too, because there's been so many times that I've had somebody that I'm like, you know what, they're not, perfectly ideal and I don't really want to say yes to this project but you know they were either a referral or some or you know something else and I feel like the need to say yes and I think that we need to ask those questions too like why are we feeling like we have to say yes to things that don't serve us and that we don't want to say yes to (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely (laughs) absolutely so where can we find you online well, I would love for people to come and say hi. I'm pretty much at Natalie Sisson everywhere. Um, I'm all over. Instagram is one of my favorite platforms. So if you enjoyed this interview, just say hi, DM me, or let me know. Um, and also you can find me at nataliesisson.com where I have a pretty cool free guide and audio on how to get paid to be you. So it's a workbook. It's got that exercise in it that I talked about if that helps people. And I just think it's a really good way of getting clear on where you're at right now and some possibilities for you to like, build the business of your dreams or do something slightly different that really lights you up. Fantastic. And we'll link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being here. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.